welcome to the real podcast. You already know what it is. Your boy EE, Mike Riz, and the ones and twos. Got a lot of shit to talk about, to say the least. I need to fix this camera one day. It will not be tilted, but until such a time, uh, we will deal with that as it comes. Mike, how are you doing this fine Sunday? I'm sorry for the later start. I don't go to bed till 7 a.m. What you get? Yeah, I did come in here when you were still streaming and say, go the fuck to bed. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, you know what? Maybe I should. <laughs> I I'm, I'm all right. My my voice is kind of effed up. Uh, I One of my friends had a 30th birthday party with like a couple of people. Um, did you go? I did. Did um, you turn up? Not that much. Oh, because Mike. because yeah. I have to do things like work oh, yeah, and the real adult. podcast episode six. He's an adult, unlike me. Um, I tend to measure all my adult activities based on if it will get me late or not. Um, <laughs> thus far, <laughs> our research is not panning out as well as I would like, but that's okay, baby. Once I get that second shot of the vax, all right. That ain't the only needle you'll be getting. I'm kidding, of course. Um, okay. Yo, D. Oh, you can tell I'm a little out of it. But yes, happy Easter. Well, that's a big thing. Oh, right? yeah, it is Easter. Easter. Gotta show a lot of love to the homies. You know what I'm saying? The Easter you know episode. Who was hunting? You know who, was, who was finding eggs today? Sure as hell wasn't me. That is a good point. Yes, I, I have actually today my schedule. Surprisingly, this Sunday is actually busy for me. I'm, I'm usually free to hang out. Um, but today I have to do podcasts and I have to do a commentary block for the Smash World Tour right after this, which I'm hoping these jackasses have fixed the schedule so that we don't have to sit there for four and a half hours, okay? Because we have to wait for the LCQ to catch up and stuff like that. I'm very vocal if I have a problem with the schedule. I love the players. I love the players. I love casting the matches. But the schedule's got to make a little more sense for me, Gimmer, okay? It's got to make a little more sense for me. And I can say these things. Me and Gimmer are good friends, okay? He might not like the fact that I run my mouth, but he ain't going to do nothing about it. It's going to be me and TK later, but that'll be fun. Make sure you come through and check that out a little bit later, and then I will plan my week accordingly, aka not much going on. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, what I have going on. Um, I thought now, Mike. I sent you this tweet, so I'm gonna put this tweet in yes, the chat for everybody. That tweet is something because this is the first thing we're <clears> gonna discuss, okay? Because when I saw this yesterday, my initial reaction was, "Huh, that's a that's amusing," but then I realized it wasn't like a parody account. There's an actual governor who tweeted this. So if you're Correct. not if, you if you're not able to click the link, um, it's from a it's a tweet from Mike Huckabee. It says, "I've decided to identify as Chinese." Coke will like me, Delta will agree with my values, and I'll probably get shoes from Nike and tickets from uh, to MLB games. Ain't America great? Perhaps. And just so you know, if you look at him, yeah. um, I, I don't want to assume anyone's, you know, ethnicity. Sure. But that nigga don't look Chinese. Bro, he don't even look like he'll keep it 100 with you. I mean, his name is Huckabee, for God's sake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is just absurd. Now, listen, I'm not one of those crazy people who thinks that you need to ban and censor, you know, the right to say whatever you want on Twitter. I'm not in that ballpark. But I am in the ballpark of if you say some head-ass shit, people going to be You're going to get ass. called out, yeah. This is one of the most obscenely insensitive tweets <laughs> I can recall to modern day. And I say this because I feel like it's specifically targeted towards the movement regarding Absolutely. The, um, you know, stop Asian hate. So I'm just like, why is a governor who you're supposed to look to as some form of leadership tweeting some shit like that? That just blew my mind. I mean, there's a there's a pretty easy reason. Talk to him. I mean, it, it may start with a W and it may okay. end with an E and may have an H I. T in the middle. I don't know. That's just a hunch. I'm not a it's good just a hunch. Um, okay. Um, the opposite of black. Still. Oh, white. Oh, yeah, white. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a white. hunch, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a hunch. Yeah, that. Um, 
yeah, that kind of took me took me by surprise, and uh, I thought it was worth mentioning and talking about. Now look, folks, yeah, you sent me that, and I was like, what the hell? That's a real tweet. <laughs> now there was also a tweet I saw too. Now this was an interesting tweet. It was from by Dr. Umar Johnson. Okay, if you don't know oh, who Dr. Umar Johnson is, he is the leading and most requested scholar among black people on the planet. Most requested. Okay, um, Dr. Who's Umar requesting him? Johnson, huh? I ain't requesting him. It's not about it's that the it's the schools and the HBCs and the okay uh, OBNGs. You know what? what? I'm saying? A OB, lot of the OBGYNs. Yeah, them. <laughs> a lot of people requested. A lot of people requesting this man. Okay, a lot of people requesting this man, and he said that he believes that this um, stop Asian hate movement is a response, in a way, to take away attention from the George Floyd case, which is going on, and that black people have been victimized for centuries no one ever does anything about that besides a blm hashtag i'm like dag he's thinking like on another level right he's thinking on another level but although i do agree it could be used by as a media distraction i don't think it takes away from the meaning of it being any more important you know it doesn't Nobody, this regardless of your race should have to feel like you were in danger walking down the street, some idiot's gonna pull up with a semi and start shooting, or just like random like hit and run attacks that I've been seeing on the news. It's a lot of sick shit happening in our world, and it really breaks my heart. Um, yeah, I agree. It's not a distraction. It seems like it's just somebody's just like, like people will try and frame it that way to maybe lessen how impactful or important it is. And it breaks my heart to think that us getting back to normal life consists of like mass shootings popping back up and crazy shit like that yeah you know what I'm i i don't think it's a, a distraction at all um that's one of like the big things like the blm and why people are against like all lives matter like that's a distraction saying oh everyone's going through this but if one group wants to talk about what they go through and then another group who's also uh impoverished basically they want to talk about the stuff that they go through. That's their right. And then we can yeah. all support all of us who are uh, not in the, in the, the luck of the draw, the crapshoot that is life. So they have whatever rights they want to have to talk about. And I'll stand behind it and I'll say, yeah, stop hating. <laughs> there's, there's no reason. People are people. Let people be themselves, especially with things that they can't control. Like <laughs> Race. Race is a big one. Um, you know, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, I was walking through Costco the other day, and then, like, I just heard somebody talking about, yeah, there was, like, this big shooting down in Orange. And I was like, wait, Orange? I live in Orange. What the heck? You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, like, is this, really, is this really what we have to look forward to? Hopefully, it's not the case. You know what I'm saying? But uh, it just goes to show if you guys are getting vaccinated, which I hope you are, um, you know, make sure you use some side of caution with your events and stuff that you go to i'm not trying to fear monger and shit like that but it's it's relevant to say as sad as it is um, i agree it's relevant to say you know i think we were talking about it last week with the uh the sad reality that once people get back together those angry trump supporters yep. they got they got people together so just be safe oh. as times get better so charles is actually going to join us for the the, the, the sam sore topic which we'll be discussing gotcha. uh, shortly, so you guys know. Um, he said, "Surprise!" I, I, I invited him in. He said, "It's yeah." He said, "It's locked," but he is. I think he is in the Discord. Uh, I'll um, set it up as I'm here. Okay, so Mike can handle that. Uh, cool. So yeah, so we are going to discuss the whole Sam Sora uh issue. Obviously, um, that was like a hot, hot, hot topic over the last week, and it finally came to a head uh yesterday on Twitter. So uh, we're definitely going to go over that. Also, um, very important to note as well, um, I did mention how I wanted to have some um, some guests from the uh, OnlyFans perspective on the podcast as well, get, get a little insight on that. That'll be happening next week. Okay, I've secured two lovely ladies uh, who are in the OnlyFans world, so we'll be able to break down exactly everything going on uh, with that when the time comes. Expect some uh, also, crazy questions about that. 
Yeah, respectfully, of course, though. Oh, of course, respectfully. We always want our guests to feel comfortable and, and, and shit of that nature. So uh, that's one of the things we strive to do here on The <clears> Real is keep it real and keep it respectful, okay? Keep it real and keep it respectful. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess it's time to move on. Let's bring in Charles. Uh, is he able to join um, Tell him to hop in the, the waiting room. We can drag him in. Join the waiting room. There we go. I'll drag him in now. Oh, okay, perfect. Oh, he must be he must be watching. Chuck. Hello. Yeah, Chuck. What up? Turn on your webcam, Jim. Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying to stay in incognito, bro. Nah, we do it official around here, baby. It's the real. I mean, you're on a you're on a show with two black guys. We should be the one hiding. That's true. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Given the state of this country, we should all be hiding like that is very true. <laughs> Keep it a hundred, man. I hate to say it. Charles, I'm so glad. How you doing, Phil? How you doing, I was, Mike? I was finally able to convince you to come on something because you you refused my advances for Cut Coliseum <laughs> multiple times. It's okay. I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I'll I'll come on for a podcast. Podcast is cool. We appreciate that. I, advances, as in like I I, I pester him a lot. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad word, but um, Charles, I think we can all agree, okay, that mm-hmm. our community at large. It's it's not the same. It's not the same. And in yeah. some aspects, that's good. In some aspects, not so good to keep it a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you feel like this this uh I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't want to say anything that's gonna get you get you in trouble here. You know, you're not me. You know, I, I say whatever the fuck I want. But <laughs> do you feel like this uh direction of the community at large is the correct direction thus far? Do you, do you like what you've seen? How things have shaped up? Um, first I'll go into, I guess, kind of explaining the infrastructure. So with Smash, you know, um, dating back to when we all joined, like back to Brawl, mm-hmm. um, even back then there was, at first there was the melee community. Cause I was like, I don't know if there was a 64 community back then. Uh, but you know, back in the day when melee was the only game, there's just the melee community. And then there was like kind of a divide slash new community when Brawl came out, right? Then it kind of was like there's a Brawl community, Melee community, and that's when I started competing was in Brawl, like everyone else here, right? Uh, Mike, did you start playing in Brawl? Um, I I was never Mike, you're muted. Oh, you're muted. Blame Discord. I was never uh that big in the Smash. I played a couple tournaments, but not anything too crazy. Okay, okay. All right, well, so me and he uh, started competing in Brawl, right? And that, from that moment, it's never been, like, it's always, like, the Melee community and the current Smash game community. Those are, like, the two main Smash communities. And obviously, with the current Smash game, it changes from Brawl to Smash 4 to now Ultimate, right? And there's even, like, some PM action going on, which was, like, kind of like a mixed era kind of thing, like the beginning of Ultimate, where, you know, both uh, communities kind of collided and played the same game. So, um... It's like both communities are growing at large, in my opinion. I still think to this day Melee is growing and they're doing an excellent job. But like the thing with Melee, the Melee community, it's a lot of uh, diehard fans, right? Of course, they have like newer people, but a lot of the people that was with the community, you know, way back in the day, if at least it just feels like I, I'm, I'm never like I was never like deeply rooted in the Melee community. I'm a, a huge fan. I'm, a, I love spectating it, but it just seems like a lot of the uh people at large and like even like when you even look back like a lot of the top players you know from back in the day are still top players right so it's like with with the current smash game community it doesn't really feel that way um and it just feels like our the the sheer number has like drastically increased right with with every new game that comes out definitely and and then even just uh the age difference, right? Like for even for me when um I'm I'm come from Brawl and even when I'm like trying to mentor Void and all that stuff, like he was you know, he's like a good amount younger than me. He's like five, six years younger than me. So um yeah, you, you start getting into these like weird scenarios, but like where the direction the community's going now, I think it's fine in some sense, but like it's just this weird it's like this huge gray area because we just there's no jurisdiction. We don't mm-hmm. have we don't have developer support and I feel like the melee community is very good at 
handling their situations in that environment, in my opinion. Because they've, I don't know, I just feel like they're good at it, and it's probably because they've been in that situation for a much longer time, right? Like, they've never expected Nintendo support, right? At And at this Hell point, no. they're, they're pretty much like, fuck Nintendo, right? Like, that's right. just how they feel, right? And those, they, and they don't... the views expressed here on twitch.tv slash EV2. <laughs> I am, uh... Big, big, this big end loves the big end, all right? Just put it out there. Good thing. Right. right. Like, the, the general, like, Mela community, like, they make it very clear that that's how they feel, right? And they they have the right to feel that way because, you know, Nintendo has done their fair share to the Mela community to make them, you know, feel that way. So, um, there's, even for Ultimate, we don't, like, if you look at any other esports, like, if there's, like, a player in LCS or something for Riot, right? And they're like, you know what? We investigated this. We're banning this player. And like Riot has all the resources for lawyers and they do all that stuff, right? So it's handled professionally. Boom. Right. Done. Yep. Yeah, done deal. It doesn't it doesn't matter what everyone says on Twitter or who makes a YouTube video on this dude. Like none of that shit matters in a real esports that has real developer support because at the end of the day it's whatever the developer says because they hold all the terms. Right, right yep. But we don't have that. So yep. it's like it's this weird like clusterfuck, honestly. It's just a clusterfuck of like people that are untrained making decisions for the community. And um I'm not trying to say the people that made the decisions are wrong and I I honestly appreciate that they go out of their way to do that, even though they're probably not getting paid to do it and they don't have the training to do it. So they're probably getting like crazy backlash, whatever. Right. But it's just honestly, at the end of the day, it's just going to be a huge clusterfuck because there's no one that's like in charge and there's, there's no like smash police, right? There's no, nobody, there's no person or group of people that get paid to jurisdict all this stuff. So it's um, wild, wild West, essentially, I think. To an extent, and you know what else I don't like, or I, something I don't like about this situation in particular, is the fact that okay, so obviously you guys know what we're talking about primarily what happened with the Sam Sora thing. So, right. my my thing is, uh, in regards to Sam Sora, is I feel like he almost reacted the way I feel like ninety percent of people would. Like, oh shit, I didn't Absolutely. realize, like I didn't realize like how I could have impacted this situation or how like me not, you know, really kind of speaking up. Because, like, okay, I understand where people say, like, you know, it's it's listed somewhere that it can be considered, like, a crime or something like that if you didn't report uh, these kind of doings. But there's also that other element, too, where it's like, okay, do I, like, kind of, like, just stay in my lane? And even though I kind of know something, I know something's going on here, do I say something? Like, that's something I don't think, like, a lot of people would just immediately, like, know how to react to. You know what I'm saying? And... I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I kind of get it to an extent. And I don't think uh, this makes him uh, like a horrible person. I I really don't believe. Like, I've hung out with Sam. I've talked to Sam. I don't think he's a horrible person. Like, I'm going to tell you guys like that straight up. I do not believe that. That's based off my experience and interactions uh, that I've had with that man. So I've been able to form my own opinion. And I'm going to stick with my opinion because nobody can tell me what the fuck to have when it comes to my opinion. Um, Just to get that out the way. And that's just real talk. And also the fact that you know when you're a prominent figure in anything it doesn't matter if it's smash like it doesn't matter if it's gaming period when you're a prominent figure in anything something comes out shit hits the fan you, you know you're not always gonna know how to like necessarily react like you know one thing i know a, a couple things that actually helps out some players is the fact that like their teams they have like legal representation so you can get like yep. some some advice from like that kind of counsel which is really really helpful something sam store had that so basically, he's just in a situation where he's just trying to kind of save face. Like, I didn't mean to cause any kind of harm. I never thought anything bad could come out, you know, to this level. Uh, and you just base that purely on ignorance. But I don't base it on, like, him being an evil, evil person. I will say that tweet he made yesterday before he deactivated his account was dumb as hell. I don't... I don't that really, was so bad. Like, that was like, you must have gone to the Salem school of how not to tweet with that, that was, one, That buddy. was very Salem-esque. <laughs> I think people, people, oh my God, my voice, people, um, they don't realize how difficult it is to be in these sort of situations when it's not them. Mm -hmm. And when you are in the situation, you realize way more in hindsight when you're in that, in between the rock and the hard place, you don't, 
like you can't think rationally or, or know what the hell you're doing. But everyone who's looking from outside, they always know exactly what was the right call at the time. Always. If I was there, I would have done this. I would have done. No, you wouldn't have. Shut up. So I, I'm not using that as an excuse for him. I'm just saying that people think that they're so much better that they would know exactly how to react in a situation that they were never placed in. And, right. and people on Twitter, they like to be vocal about that and, and cast someone out. Uh, but don't realize, like, this shit is not easy to deal with. Of yeah. course, this, this is a bad thing, but unless you're thrown in that situation, you can't say, oh, yeah, I definitely would have made the right call. Bullshit. No, you wouldn't I think, have. I think on paper, everything is easy to see is, is like, black and white. Uh, black exactly. And white, you know what I mean? But life is not black and white. So, like, we all understand, yes, yes, we all understand, of course, like, he he should have like probably intervened a little bit more but when it comes to like being like you know it's your friend you just you're, it's really tricky to know where to go from there it really is it's not as easy as, as people want to make it out to be and, and you know what kudos to all those people on twitter who who you know stand by the fact that they've never made a mistake or or bad, made a bad call ever in their life i salute you you know it must be nice to be perfect you know it is easter I didn't realize there was a whole bunch of Jesus walking around among us. That's wonderful. I'm glad you guys are so perfect. And stuff <laughs> I like mean, that. you're telling the truth, <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, I just, at the end of the day, I know, uh, I, I agree that he messed up. He should have been a little more active, but it's, I don't believe that should vilify him to the point where we're just looking at this guy like a scumbag. Like he's, he's the person who was out there committing like these sexual atrocities because there's levels to this shit. And I refuse to ever put that man on the same level as somebody who sexually assaulted somebody. I just won't do it. It's ridiculous. You know? So right. That's, that's kind of where I am on that. And um, I think he does. He should absolutely take some time away. If, you know, if at the end of the day, um, people feel comfortable to let him come back uh, to events, I think that's fine. Um, you know, the I don't know how old he is. He's under 25. Like, um, you know, just speaking young. as somebody who was you know, pretty wild back in the day, like give people an opportunity to like mature and learn and grow. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that just makes me so mad sometimes is that we put this mark on somebody and obviously there's, there's levels to it. Like I'm, you know, it's the fucking scarlet letter. <laughs> yeah, just use some common sense here on like what kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, you're not going to tell me this has to define somebody as a, as a, as a, a terrible person for the rest of their life. That's insanity to me. That's insanity. Like people can learn from mistakes, grow from mistakes, and just be better. It's very possible. I like to look at myself as a good example. Some of the stuff I used to do, and I'm not talking about in fucking Smash. Okay, I have a life outside of this goddamn game. Okay, I'm talking about life in general. Wait, you're okay? not going to stream Smash today? I know. <laughs> I know. It's surprising. Charles gets on me that on that all the time. He wants me to stream Smash. This guy's demoted. I do like playing Smash with Phil. But yeah, and even like I saw a tweet earlier today saying like explaining really like breaking down the reason for a ban right because there's some people even you know replying to some sort of tweets or just talking about it and they're like yeah i'm so glad he got punished for that and it's just yeah. like a ban is definitely at least the way i see a ban right is it's not punishment a ban is to keep someone that is not safe from like keep people out of the community that are that will make the environment not safe that is the core purpose of a ban like just to me like that's my understanding of a ban and this is going to link into like my next talking topic of people are viewing it as a punishment because there's just lack of communication in right. terms of like the reason uh that samsora is banned you know the ban came out the statement came out for the ban and it was it pretty much tldr said samsora is banned yeah like that was it there's no like reason behind it and in my opinion that's unacceptable like even if you're bad at explaining it or like like to me if if there's just a ban and there's no reason that and even if the person saying that they're banned like if they say that oh yeah we took all this time and we did a bunch of research and we investigated blah blah, blah right well if you've done all that research and investigation all that and you can't give the public a reason why that person is banned, right? And now I'm not saying that 
attempts or it does not get does not deserve to get banned. I don't know. I'm not trained for this kind of stuff. I don't know Same. justice levels or law. I don't know any of that. I I'm pretty stupid. Like the only thing I know a lot about is Smash. Like that's kind of it. Like don't like just because I spew frame data and all that stuff about a video game doesn't mean I know anything about the justice system or how a community is supposed to like what kind of justice system is supposed to be for a community that like is not directly involved with the developer support right like i don't think smash knows either right there's so many levels and that's why i think this is it just feels like a hasty decision and it also makes it feel like more of a hasty decision when you can't even give me the reason because if you can't give me the reason then how is the community supposed to grow and learn from this right so usually what i'm thinking is like okay if if like the reason is put out then it's like okay this person got banned for doing this if you don't want to get banned you don't, don't do this, do this either yep. because this person got banned for that and that is bad and we don't accept that or we that because he did this uh we feel like he's not safe at like these events or tournaments or whatnot right mm -hmm. so there's some kind of like there's some kind of growth that happens and there's more understanding to this gray area that we're trying to understand together as a community, right? Um, because there's no reason people are coming out and saying like, oh yeah, I'm glad Sam Sora got punished for what he did. And it was like, wait a minute, wait, these bands are not to punish to my understanding, or maybe it was, I don't know. There's no reason, right? Like the tweets just literally like, yeah, Sam Sora is banned. And that like, that was pretty much it. And you know, there was a, also a follow-up tweet that, like, kind of explained, like, oh, yeah, the situation's really complicated, but still no reason afterwards, right? So it just kind of felt like being around the bush. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to attack anyone because at the end of the day, we're all, we all literally don't know what the fuck we're doing, right? Like, yeah. there's, there's no, no one's getting paid to, like, know about this shit or, or even just, like, someone, like, a lawyer being paid to, like, take control of this i don't like it, it's just such a weird situation and no one's trained to do this so i'm not trying to flame anyone but it just like to me when i'm you gotta call at, people out sometimes though right yeah i just i just feel like there should be a reason at like baseline there should just be a reason that, and, like, that's all i want and with this sort of thing too when there is no reason especially with the monster that is twitter people will start making up reasons and perpetuating yeah, that and then that trickles down to everyone and now this is the reason even though it all started from someone just being a dickhead on Twitter. And and that's the the dangerous game when you leave things open ended like that, which they did. And I agree with you with the you shouldn't use this as oh this is your punishment for the situation. No, your ban should be what sets a standard. It's like right. it's like when you have a case law in in like the US uh justice system. This when this happened, this went to court and this was what was ruled, which means that you can't do this anymore. This is the standard moving forward. If you do this, then you're in trouble. But when you don't know why someone is banned, then, then like what what like you were saying, what do we learn from that? You, you learn nothing. Right. You're like, oh, this person's banned. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, I agree. Like all those points. And I I was reading the chat too, guys. And I heard I read somebody say. Um, you know, if you see someone getting uh sexually assaulted and you don't say anything or do anything that's messed up. And I agree with you. It's just in this 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 is why I think this is more tricky because it was that it I feel like that wasn't the case or it didn't seem like that case on the surface. Like you have your friend here in the case, I guess the friend was Zach, who was willingly engaging in these things. So like you're just kind of like sitting there like, oh, okay, I mean he's he's fine with it, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, I'm not going to get involved in it, even though, yeah, legally, there's an obligation there to do so. Hey, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm saying from his point of view, he's probably thinking like, well, he's fine with it. He's happy about it. Like, what am I, you know, really supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, that's not just the case in like, you know, Smash. Like, you could, you know, argue that's something that, you know, you that's life seen outside. Yeah, that's life. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think um, that's why I want to clear up that kind of uh, misconception. Like, if you think. If you see sexual assault, like legitimately somebody like doing, like please say something, do something, like don't just fucking stand there like a fucking weirdo. But in this case, it, it was just like a different set of circumstances, as I understand it. Um, so I think that's where a lot of the confusion came from. 
So, you know, if I'm wrong on that, my bad, but that's the way I understand it. Um, another thing I'm not really uh, crazy about is it seems like a lot of people, and you don't have to like technicals. You don't have to like them at all. You know what I'm saying? I know people don't like technicals. I got no problem with technicals. Um, I know a lot of people don't like technicals. But it's really weird that people are pretending like this decision didn't wasn't heavily influenced by that new video that came out. Like, are we honestly supposed to believe like some I saw one of the guys involved in like the decision or whatever, like these these three online POs who have somehow rose risen to the top to the to dictate everything. I don't, I don't know. But one of these guys like tweeted something about how he didn't even see the video and shut dude bullshit. I don't I don't believe that. I don't I don't know if anybody else is on that train. But uh, I, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm not buying that. Not for a second. Yeah. And I mean, I think technicals videos are, in terms of research and execution editing wise, they're top notch. Um, he breaks down the information and, you know, the way, the way he presents it, you know, a lot of people might not agree with, right? And like some of the words, like vocabulary used or whatever, pretty much gives off the very clear vibe of I don't give a fuck, which is completely fine. Like he can do whatever he wants to do, right? But I hundred percent respect the amount of time he puts into researching everything and editing, like all that stuff takes a lot of time. And whether you don't like him or not, it's still a good video to watch just to be informed. Mm-hmm. I agree. So it like uh it it to me it definitely feels like this decision was heavily influenced by the video. I I mean obviously we don't know for sure, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to know 100%, but, like, I'm I'm able to give my opinion and thought on it, like, all of us are, and I, I don't believe somebody when they say that they didn't see the video or, or it had nothing to do with it. Like, everything just happened to come to a head a couple days after this thing came out. Like, come on. That's, like, that's just, that doesn't really make a whole lot Too of sense. Too many coincidences. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just can't quite, uh, quite buy that personally. But, um, and one thing, too, is, like, with that video is, as you said, Charles, it was it was well done. It was clearly researched thoroughly, and that's what you want. Somebody's gonna be like, make a video dedicated to like exposing something, quote unquote, or like bringing more attention to light. Yeah, it should be heavily researched, thought out, and stuff of that nature. I think he did a good job. And um, but you know, I see people like using old beef that he's had in the past with people to try and like discredit him. And I'm like, you can have like all your opinions and dislikes towards the man all you want. But if the topic at hand is the video that's being presented, then that is what should be on the table for people uh, to be discussing. I don't think anything like who he's like had beef with in the past actually matters at that point, right? Like that doesn't, that seems like, that seems weird to use against him in that case. You know what I mean? Well, people, people just, if that makes sense. If they, if someone doesn't like someone, then they're going to use whatever past reasons for disliking that person to like right. perpetuate whatever narrative they have. So that that's all they're trying to do with that. It doesn't matter if if he suddenly flipped the switch and and did everything like PG content. If if someone doesn't like him, they'll still bring back that old shit mm-hmm. all the time. And that and that's all people are going to do. And uh I do like technicals a lot because he like Charles was saying, he might not be the might not deliver things in the best way all the time. If he came but... on the podcast, I'd have to brief him. Like, look, you can't say A, B, C, brother. <laughs> definitely, right? definitely that. Speech, but not here. Not, not here. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh but he, like you were saying, he does do his research. So, and... Uh, yeah, I respect even, his work a lot. Yeah, it's even when like, he does... It's well done. Yeah, and, and he'll admit to being wrong, too, like he did with that, the Thunder Smash stuff. I know you. Never mind. Yeah. Um. But uh, he he brought up stuff, and then um, he went and talked to the guy. Like that's that's taking extra steps to get clarification, even though he was throwing left and right hooks at that guy in, in videos. So I respect yeah. that ethic in him as well. Yeah. It it takes a lot to it. Uh, it takes a lot to just kind of like own up and this is in general not just roaring tech like this it just takes a lot to kind of own up and admit you're wrong and i think that should be you know kind of factored into some things uh 100 and obviously there's some things you know that you know i get why there are some things that clearly rub people the wrong way like i i've watched his videos too like we get it you know what i'm saying but oh yeah definitely uh, in, in, in this case like what was presented was was clearly 
uh, meant to be uh, influential and, and helpful, um, you know, and, and kind of help, you know, I guess, open people's eyes to some things. Um, but as we discussed at the same token, you know, I still, you know, I do hope Sam Sora, uh, at the end of the day, like, it's it's concerning when you're like, you're, you're cool with somebody, or you're friends with somebody. And then like one minute they're there and the next minute they're not. And for me, um, I do care about these people's like mental well-being and stuff like that. Because even just a couple of weeks ago, you saw the whole zero thing like that shit is scary. Like it can maybe some somewhere on the surface, it could seem like someone's cool. But, you know, when when they're not you don't have any communication with them anymore and they're not on socials or whatever and you don't know what's going on. You're going to you know, you're going to worry. You know what I'm saying? You're going to worry a little bit. So, um and that's why sometimes, like, when I saw, like, he made that tweet. And, again, we already discussed. That was a dumbass tweet. When I, I when I click on some of those things and I say, oh, kill yourself, you know, stuff like that. Like, guys, like, yep. why, why are people still doing this? You can't say you're advocating for safety and then telling someone to kill themselves. Yep. Like, over something that, although they messed up, it should not, in any aspect, be a death sentence. It's like, okay though. You know, I'm doing it from my burner. They'll never know that it's me. It's not yeah, my real like, Twitter account. <laughs> for me, like I don't like you know you can say whatever the fuck you want to me for the most part. Like I don't get offended, but not everybody's built of that same cloth. You know what I'm saying? Like some people get broken down by shit like that, and it kind of dog piles and adds up. So you know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta be careful with that kind of good mind. Oh, I agree right, with that. Right. And just to be clear too, we're. We're not trying to say like, oh, Samsora shouldn't have been banned. It's more so, it's like where I want to, I want to know the process that happened, and I want to know the verdict that ha- like, like I want to know how this was processed, right? And I want to know what like what the verdict was, right? So it's like, cause it, cause even if like we don't, we just don't know the verdict. So it, and we don't even know the process. So it's like we don't. Because we don't know why Sam, because if Sam Sora was banned because oh he knew about it but didn't say anything, there's a there's, to my understanding weren't weren't there other people like that or like you know what I'm saying like there's there's right. so much other factors and like what what exactly is going on in the process like how are you guys investigating who's investigating right so it's like I I don't know it's it to me it just makes it it just feels not transparent. So, and I feel like if we're going to do this via community, it should generally be transparent, right? But again, with no structure, it's just everything just feels like it's kind of in the dark. And yeah, anyone can do their research and have their opinion on it, but it's like our our unprofessional opinion on it right because not, like for the most part a lot of us aren't trained in the law or anything like that to that degree like how big is our opinion on the matter right does it i don't i don't know um you know what regarding like the whole governing thing okay so let's let's agree that yeah like this like no one actually making these decisions probably has like the the actual requisite training that would be required outside of a video game you know what i mean like nobody's actually at that level just just assuming that so would we are we on the train of thought that only nintendo would have authority here because they're the developer or let's say like smash got picked up for like a big circuit on like twitch like twitch red bull that thing that was rumored that got you know disbanded by nintendo ironically like let's say that happened right do we give all the power to them like is that someone we can look at to be like an authoritative figure at the end of the day, it's the TO, right? That's why, I mean, for these online events. And I, I feel like that's another big reason why any, all these uh, other TOs that run big offline events, they haven't said anything because they have more time because of COVID to make a decision. Um, I don't think you, right. in in this position, you don't, like, just make a decision. You you If you have time, you, you use that time wisely. Do as, like... Do as much research as you can. Try to investigate the situation as much as possible. There's so many things going on. This comp, this the situation is very complex and has very, like, there's so many different layers to it, right? Um, so, yeah. Uh, but I guess with, I I guess online TOs have to make a decision fast because online TOs are, you know, online tournaments are happening right now. But then again, I don't. It's just it's like this weird thing where 
there's no such thing as safety in an online tournament question mark it's like this weird realm right because like for to's they are running an event physically right and they their number one goal is the safety of everyone at the event that's mm. just their number one goal and any bands are going to affect that goal right so it's like okay i don't think this person uh is safe to be in this environment with all these other people so i'm gonna ban them so they're not there that to me that's what like uh, the banning process is for an offline teal for an online teal i kind of don't get it because it's like you're more so banning someone to send a message question mark because there's no venue everyone's playing online right so you're definitely when you ban someone from an online event it's definitely not for the participants' safety, yeah, I mean it, it can like, be I'm, it can I, be uh, because you because you still interact with the person that you're talking with, right? So say you have weirdos that are predatory, you can pray in an online setting, like that. True. That's not that's True. not exclusive to just offline and in person. So there are cases, okay. but it it doesn't it doesn't reach out as far as offline. I, so I get what you're saying. There are cases, right, but you but, have a good point. You, right, you, yeah. people can prey on others like in an online environment. That's, right, right. That's, right. That's, that's, that happens a lot. And, it, and it's actually like, easier too, probably. <laughs> yeah, I was good. I guess I was kind of thinking like, are they um like the chat room that they're that they're having any discussion with is like can be monitored and you can retrieve all that information. So it's like, why would somebody you know risk doing some creepy shit there? But like someone said in chat, yeah, I get it. It's like kind of like a consistency thing. So. I can I can understand that you know that that makes sense and then what Mike said as well, because um, it could always lead to somewhere something discussed off of the platform too. So I guess it's better to just be kind of safe than sorry. Um, and and you know for like you know, predator types, like yeah I, I understand that I can agree agree with that. Um, but I don't think everybody is necessarily in that class of like you know predator sexual assault type individual. Again is what I'm trying to say. Like, again, I think Sam Soros made, you know, fucked up and, you know, he made some dumbass decisions, but I don't put him in the realm of somebody who I think is going to go sexually assault somebody. Just, you know what I mean? Right. It's, right. It's, and there's a fine, and there's a fine line, but there is a line uh, between that. And I just, uh, I just want that kind of like understood. Again, not to excuse the mistakes made. We all understand that. Um, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to, you know, know the difference. You know, there's there's gen pop in prison and there's maximum security. Right. Yeah. People people don't seem to understand that there are <laughs> levels to things like you're saying. Like you're not gonna get the same uh if you if you steal a chocolate bar, are you getting the same punishment as if you murdered someone? No. They're both bad, I I guess. Um, but there are levels and that's how everything should be viewed. It's not one size fits all for everything. But right. people like to think that it is for some reason, and that one size, <laughs> it's there forever because we ain't forgiving you in, in the court of Twitter law. Very, very difficult to to be honest. Now there are some individuals who just flat out like you can say whatever you want to them, try and quote unquote cancel them, and they'll just like kind of just laugh in your face and keep doing their thing, you know, <laughs> like. And that's yes, not, there that's are. not really like the smash thing. That's like kind of like I guess that's more like a YouTuber thing to an extent. Um, but at what point do you feel like you've accomplished enough where you just don't have to give a shit what anybody says? You know what I mean? Like, what point are you just like, you know what? I got all this money, all this clout, all these investments. I don't have to care what nobody says about me, what they bring up, anything of that nature. I'm good. What point? Do you get Mr. Beast level? Mr. Beast level? You no. think Mr. Beast cares? He's like, <laughs> even if all my sponsors order drop me, which they're not going to, <laughs> I yeah, can sneeze. Mr. I can sneeze out your house. <laughs> Mr. Beast is pretty filthy, filthy rich. Uh, he's doing his thing. Yeah. But he's and, not like a controversial person. Anyway. Yeah, but when right, when right. you have when you have eyes on you, people like to make controversy out of anything. You gotta, you gotta realize that. You're under a microscope. Well, I think uh, the best thing that came out this discussion was the most important thing is uh, just don't jump to conclusions. You know what I'm saying? Don't jump to conclusions. You know, understand the full scope of the story 
If you're in charge of making decisions, please be transparent. You know what I'm saying? Make it easy for us to follow along. Keep it 100 in that regard. And uh, honestly, like, just hope for the betterment of people rather than, like, them doing something crazy and hurting themselves or, like, a complete downfall for the rest of their life. You know, you, know, you only get one life, right? You don't, let, you know, don't let a fuck up for decision-making dictate the next 60 years of your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we can give them a chance down the road. I think that was the biggest problem with Salem was he, like, things that came out in the summer, like, it's like he, like, dipped for, like, a month, maybe, and then just came back and just kept doing everything the same. And then people were just eventually like, you know, I don't feel like this guy, like, changed or learned anything at all. <laughs> I think that was, like, the biggest knock against him. And, you know, I, you know, I've known Salem for a long time, and I would classify him more uh, in the goofball category than the, the violent criminal territory for sure. But at the same time, you know, you got to actually put forth the work to make people think you give a shit to change. Because that's the thing. I think people deserve the chance to change. But if you get that chance, what do you do with it? You know what I mean? What do you do with it? Yeah. And going forward, too, it's like this is a Another big reason why that that tweet was just not very smart on Sam Sora's part, very knee-jerk reaction. Um, I feel like a lot of people do that as well. Like, they'll just panic, and then they'll just do something really dumb. And then they're just, like, I don't know. They're just they're putting themselves in a really bad spot. Um, obvious, and, like, that's kind of... I feel like that reaction is what put a lot of people in these like weird and bad situations right uh but i mean even just going forward you know these online tournaments are a big deal but when offline tournaments come back it's it's gonna what really really matters is what these big offline tournaments have to say like their tos right because the thing about smash infrastructure it again kind of going back on the infrastructure it's not just one person ruling overall like the person running online tournaments during COVID is not the say all do all. Like that's just online tournaments, okay? Sure. Like there's and I'm not I'm not trying to I, I'm not trying to diss anybody or anything, but at the end of the day there's just a crap ton of TOs that host a crap ton of tournaments, right? So it it kinda comes down to that really. Like it it comes down to the other TOs as well. It's not this is not just falling on one TO. This is gonna fall on a bunch of other TOs. But the offline teals have a little bit more time to investigate and make their decision as to where the online teals were put in a really shitty spot where I guess they have to make a decision sooner than later. So, Yeah, I'm sure he also, like you were saying, it's probably definitely a knee-jerk reaction. But when it, it's your livelihood, when you're young, this is the, the path that you're taking. Uh, this is what I want to do. And then that just gets stripped from you. Whether or not he was thinking it, of it in that light of, oh, it's just online. He probably just saw banned. Now I'm just going to say something. And now who knows what the hell is going on in my mind? Because that's what he's been doing for who knows how many years. Uh, one of the two best players, top five player. Um, like that, that's a lot that he's built up to. And to see that, like, it Thanos snapped right in front of your face, it, you don't think rationally. Right, right. Yeah. It's 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 almost like a coping mechanism too. Oh, definitely. Like, you know, I trust me. I know all about that shit, and I'm not talking about Smash, but it's just stuff that can really affect you. And um, you know, somebody I see Jay in the chat said, uh, "Isn't showing people change very performative? It's kind of like, hey guys, I'm donating to a charity. Look how good I am." All right. Well, well, what is what what is some what what is this what me, what makes your what meets your standard of of evaluating if somebody has actually changed or not? Like, you know. What what meet what meets your standard? I'm very curious about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, at some point when you you know say, hey, you know, yeah, I'm gonna go you know work on myself, and then come back and like, yeah, you're probably doing things to try and show people that you have indeed changed. Well, why? Like, okay, that's performative. But then, so what's something that's not performative? How are you supposed to show somebody? Yeah, change what? isn't performative. I don't understand Being that. performative is performative. <laughs> there's there there are two different things. If you're actually changing, you're you're changing. 
if you're being performative, you're being performative. What's what's the question? <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. Do, do people just not get a chance to try to change? Am I just fucked yeah. if I try? Like, I mean, I would imagine over, like, you know, when somebody comes back over, like, the next couple of months, if, like, the behavior and the shift right. and attitude and stuff doesn't hold up, then you probably know, okay, that initial return was just, like, to kind of, like, bump the good PR to your, to your side. But, like, if you've, like, legitimately made, like, a commitment to changing, it's going to, like, show and be present. Um, but you still got to give that person the opportunity. Right. I agree know? with that. You can't just assume that everyone's out to get you all the time and everyone's liar, even though a lot of people lie. It, it's good to, if someone says they're going to try to change and they did something wrong, then you don't have to trust them right away, as you, you shouldn't, um, yeah. but give them the chance and observe them. And if they say they're going to do something and they don't, then you know it, it's performative. But if they're genuinely trying and you just want to cast doubt on them from the get-go, that's on you. <laughs> you can't blame someone for putting in an effort to want to change. Say, oh, whatever they do, it's performative. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. Like Any I mean, mistake that you've ever made, then <laughs> what if someone told you that every time you've tried to better yourself, you're just being performative? Like, come on. Because you, whoever asked the question isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. These two gentlemen aren't perfect. We all fuck up in some way or another. It's just, I mean, this is life. This is growing pains. This, this, this is what it's going to be. Um, and it's a shame that, um, and I and me and Charles were talking about this yesterday, too. It's like, it feels like it's a shame that it's almost feel like there's, like, no end in sight to, like, this saga that just keeps. The gift that keeps on giving. Layers, you know, more layers just keep adding to it and stuff like that. And. And maybe in a situation like this, that's why you need a guy like Technicals who can, you know, uh, you know, actually put in the time and, and you know, sleuth it out and, and figure out all these little things that need to be weaved and webbed together and, and stuff of that nature. And people use his work and not give him credit for it uh, to help make a decision. But, you know, at the end of the day, maybe it's not a maybe it's not a bad thing. Something good, though, to shift like a little bit of a positive note that's kind of come up. Nairo's coming back. Pretty hype. He's coming back to streaming. Uh, Twitch has still been kind of silent on the whole band thing regarding him um but he is coming back to streaming on youtube april 9th if i'm not mistaken yeah, that's next uh, week eighth eighth excuse me eighth eighth is when he announced he'll be returning to youtube so a little bit of a different look for sure um both platform wise and him that boy need a haircut he's <laughs> going for teenage american wolf out there i like it though i like it. A little <laughs> bit of a, i like it a little bit of a shift there my boy naira so uh, make sure you guys are uh, subbed to his YouTube channel so you can check him out. He's going live on the 8th. I don't know what time. I'm assuming he'll announce those details later. But it's nice to see uh, Nairo able to move forward um, with life and everything that he uh, has to deal with. Actually, Nairo being like a, a prime example of just like, you know, feeling like, you know, you're just under pressure and no one gives a shit and people just turn on you real quick. Remember that initial statement he released? You know, compared to the one where he was able to get himself together and, and give us the actual facts of what took place, you know. Um, so important to give people an opportunity to uh, explain themselves and stuff like that. And I'm so happy for Nairo. Uh, known him since Brawl. Uh, I know Charles, you've known him for a long time as well. Mike, you're very familiar with him as well. Like, uh, just honestly a good dude. And I think uh, it's going to be great uh, to have back on. And I want to say this carefully. Have back in the content cre creation realm. Right. No one said this. No one said he wants to come back to the Smash community. You can stream Smash and not be a part of the Smash community. You can stream and have Wi-Fi tournaments for your community and have no obligation to anything outside of that. Let's get that understood right now. So, if you're yes, thinking he's nothing... coming back and he has any obligation to the Smash community, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, what I mean, and even just taking the example of like these online tourneys, right? Like, say, say, I'm, I'm obviously. This is just hypothetical, but say like, yeah. oh yeah, um, this online TO says Nairo can't join his tournaments. He's banned from the community, and like, just like, well, that wouldn't matter because, like he said, at the end of the day, he's coming back to the content side of Smash. So he, if he wanted to completely disconnect himself from the Smash community, which he, I wouldn't blame him for at all for Me the way neither. that they treated him. Um, and Nairo's a perfect example of like how to ha how to actually handle the situation, whether it turned out good or bad for him like at the end of the day he like made his initial statement obviously was like at least proofread it by like professionals and he took his time and then he 
took it through via law and did all the correct steps like that's how you handle a situation like this and then yeah. other people you know and, and like mike said it you know it, it can there is justified to be in that like panic scenario especially if you're younger and all that stuff but um nairo is an example of he was he's also younger but also handled the situation how he should have handled it and yeah so good stuff to nairo i think it definitely helps nairo that he has like his brother in his corner that can yeah. help him out with that thing with, with stuff like that so I, I think that's a very big thing for him and very beneficial and honestly fire on him i'd say fuck smash right now <laughs> 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 honestly to to see how quick people they flip a switch like the smash is just full of knee-jerk reactions that that's that's the story of Smash 2020 into 2021. See something, yeah. bam, let's push it, let's push it, let's push it. And to, it, it, it does something to someone to one second you're a hero, next second you're the villain, next second again, oh, my hero is back. Bitch, weren't you just talking shit about me on Twitter two months ago? Like, how, we're, how I'm irredeemable, how, how I'm never... I shouldn't come back no matter what. Now you want me to come back? Like, for someone who was in that position, like, I wouldn't, if I were him, I'd be like, <laughs> why? So, why you want yeah. me here? So, look, the knee-jerk reaction thing doesn't necessarily, like, apply to Nairo because, like, as I highlighted, like, yeah, he, like, kind of, like, admitted it because he was, like, pressured and stuff like that, know what was going on. I'm just talking about in general. We're talking about, like, in general. It's not, like, specifically uh, attached to just the Nairo thing because, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, like, when somebody puts out a statement like that, you're like, Oh, he said it, like, okay. But, obviously, like, the facts come out later down the road, which is good. And, yeah, it does take some time, so you're, you're going to have reactions um, after that. But I'm just saying, like, immediately somebody posts something, and it's automatically law or fact. Like, we've seen that disproven a couple right. of times. Um, not just in Smash, just in general um, as well. So you guys, you guys kind of always, you know, got to remember that, you know, it's very important uh, to hear everything out with an open ear and open heart. But, you know, at the same time, like, there's nothing wrong with hearing both sides of the story. I, you know, my, my uh, mother has told me that plenty of times, and I completely agree with her. Um, and that's just the way I kind of approach things in life. Like, I'm very receptive to things. I listen. Um, but I need to know, like, the whole scope, too, where I'm just, like, pointing a gun at you. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, the there's always three sides to the story anyway. A little older the than person A says what person B says in the truth. So. Mm-hmm. Facts on facts. So, um. Good podcast, gentlemen. I think uh, we covered a lot there. I really, first of all, Korean, thank you for taking your time. Oh yeah, definitely. Got done casting the world tour, so I appreciate you slinging some coffee and jumping on here last <laughs> minute to shoot the shit with us. Um, your yeah, insights yeah. always appreciated, Charles. No doubt about that. Um, yeah, I had a good time. It was fun hanging out. You had a good time. Yeah, it was my Lying first time to talking we to live Charles. In the same house. I had a good time. What? <laughs> he looked like he's being held prisoner. Uh, yeah, I. I, I I'm having fun. Yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck. Thanks, man. Appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, no problem. All right, peace out, fellas. Thanks, Charles. My man. All right. Uh, yeah, great podcast. Um, if you're tuned in midway through or towards the end and you want to key hear the whole thing, Mike, where can they find us? Um, they can find us at. T H E uh, no not T H E sorry T H A I forgot we have to spell it hood uh T H A real podcast on Twitter that is the Twitter account oh God we still don't have that uh, um but uh you can also find it you can also you can you can also find us on Spotify Amazon uh whatever all these other sites are that have podcasts uh Anchor FM just just look it's there it will be up uh this episode will be up probably in like an hour or two there you know you I, i'm always so quick with getting these things put up you know someone has to do the technical work behind it ee e gets the guests and stuff <laughs> i do all the technical stuff it's true that's generally how it works make sure you guys give us a follow on uh on twitter over there uh big big giveaway at 100 followers on the reel so go ahead and throw a follow over there uh if you enjoy the content uh, we do this every Sunday, 4 p.m. PST, or between 4 and 4.30 p.m. PST, because sometimes, uh, sometimes I'm a little late. Uh, yeah, it happens. But, yeah, it you know, happen. we're both colored men, so. It's oh, going to yeah. be like that. Hold on, one more thing. 
so. Just, just so I didn't lie completely, is this will take one minute. Okay. Uh, that April Fool's jinx was it racist? Yeah, that was racist. Okay. The jinx? Oh yeah, from Pokemon. Yeah, because I tweeted oh, yeah. about it off the account, yeah. and I, I don't want to lie about it. Yeah, we I'm talked about it. it <laughs> that joint. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, look at this real quick. Look at this racist. So this was um, this was done by Pokemon Showdown as a uh, April Fool's, like they April Fool gagged all the Pokemon and drew them. You can't tell me that don't look like Twelve Years a Slave Jinx. That's that fucking. Is, that's Bojangles. That is absurd. You must be kidding me. All right, you must be kidding me. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but we are gonna handle that. Don't worry about it that. It wasn't. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I we saw that. I was like, that. oh, nope, no, 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 no. <laughs> That was that wasn't it, players. That wasn't it. But uh, guys, don't go anywhere. I'm gonna be back to do a little post mortem with you guys and just shoot shit. Um, post mortem, mm -hmm. <laughs> dude. That's what they call it. They call it post mortem when you're like talking about what happened and stuff. Okay. It's just a, listen. You want to understand? It's a showbiz term. Oh, <laughs> showbiz, showbiz term, buddy. All right. We'll get you up to speed one day. <laughs> 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 Guys, no good. We'll be right back.